joining me tonight for a game of 21 questions are my friends, my cousin, Michelle. Michelle, say hello to the audience. Hello, everyone, and thank you for having me in the Happy Room. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. And Ismain, you guys should know Ismain if you're listening to this podcast. Ismain joined me for episode four. Ismain, say hello to everyone again. Hello again. A pleasure returning. And also joining me is my good girlfriend, Tuan, who I have known since eighth grade. Tuan, yes. thank you for being in the happy room. Hello, and thank you for having me. And as you guys know, I'm your host, Augustine. And so as I said, we're going to be playing 21 questions tonight, um, although we're going to call it 12 questions. And for those people who don't know what 21 questions is, because I got some questions about that. The way we would play this in college is that, you know, we would put some questions up to 21 questions in a bowl and we would just pick the questions out and go in circles and everybody would answer the questions and then we would move on like a kickback get together kind of game. So as this is also our last episode of the season, thank you so much for having been through this whole entire season with me. And um, I hope you enjoy tonight's episode. We're going to start and I literally have all of the questions written out on a piece of paper and I'm going to pull one question at a time. And the very first question is, if you see someone out and it looks like they are cheating on their partner, do you tell or do you mind your business? I'm going to mind my business. (laughs) (laughs) So it's made you say you're going to mind your business. Why? I guess it all depends on who the friend is. And how I proceed, it would be with caution. But I would, I would at first mind my business. Um, it depends on if it's my friend. I'm definitely telling. Um, I mean, I'm <laughs> going to come to them and let them know, hey, um, you can take this how you may want to. But I feel as a friend, I should be able to come to you and let you know if what I saw. And it's up to you to take it from there. I'm going to tell if it's my close friend. But if it's not a close friend, I'm minding my business. Oh, wow. Um, I am stuck in between the two, between Shatuan and Ismaine. Um, Yes, I would look a little bit further into it um, because sometimes first impression is not always what it seems to be. Um, So I would look into it and not investigate because that's not my relationship. So um, just making sure that what I see is really what what it means. But she said cheating. (laughs) um well there is a different level i mean some hugging some hugging another person might seem cheating for some people Mm -hmm. um if i hug a a old male friend might be cheating for some people and for some people Mm -hmm. it's just like okay they're just hugging because they they friends and they knew each other right right Right. um so it, it really depends um yes i would tell if it was someone very very close to me that i care about um, but if it's just someone that is, you know, acquaintance, no, I would mind my business. Right. Okay. So uh-huh. some of you guys talked about investigating. How, what exactly are you doing to investigating? Are you just going to follow the couple or, I mean, what are you doing to investigate? Like Michelle said, cheating can be defined in so many different ways. Right. So we have to figure out what the person deemed uh, as cheating so for me I would have the conversation with that person and I want to say you know lord forbid I saw <laughs> someone out here being in the streets right if that person think... is just like kissing or something that's cheating so if I see that then yes I'm going to say something if they're kissing or something well that might be uh, obviously right but if two people are walking with each other or having dinner does that really constitute cheating? If they're just like with someone and hanging, then of course, that's, I'm not going to assume that they're cheating. They can be having a business meeting, talk, discussing business. So then would I'm you kidding. mention that to your friend? I will mention it because of the fact if it's nothing, then it's nothing. You understand? So, mm-hmm. but if I was to see them out and they're kissing and they're doing the most and, you know, he, he rubbing the booty or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to say something to my friend and I would expect my friend to say something to me. Either if there is kissing or not going on, 
if I am, if it is my best friend, most likely I met your boyfriend at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I will walk in and say hi and let them know that I, that I saw what happened just mm-hmm. because I don't like the whole idea of, um, saying something behind anyone back. So I'm just going to let you know that I saw what happened. And if you hear my girl coming to you about it, yeah, you, you, you're going to know where it's coming exactly. from. I yeah. agree. That might give them time to set up an alibi though, right? So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's not my job to investigate because at that point, you're going to do what you, you have to do at that point. Right. Like, okay. You know? That's true because sometimes when you tell people what you see, they come for you. Right. right? Mm-hmm. As a, and that's happened to me before where it was obviously cheating, like tongue down the throat and everything, right? And they get mad at you. Or, you know, mm-hmm. I guess maybe being the bone carrier. <laughs> so let's move on to our next question. So actually, that sort of leads from that other question. Um, do you or would you feel jealous if your partner hangs out with friends of the opposite sex? I wouldn't be jealous because it wouldn't be happening. Like, you're not going to have, you're not going to be hanging out <laughs> You're not gonna hang out with the opposite sex. I'm your best friend. I should be your best friend. Yes, you're gonna have a so um acquaintances and you're gonna have people that you you socialize with, maybe at work. You know, you, you and your friends you might hang out um after work, but just to have a best friend that's the opposite sex, I should be the one you come to confide in. If if you have something you need to talk about, you can talk about it with me. Okay, so your man cannot have no friends that are women. He can right? have associates but where they're talking on the phone and they're hanging out and going to bars together and you know no i think it all depends on the relationship i would have to go with that and um the type of relationship it is are we on the phone all the time i mean the level of intimacy differs on how i would react and do we know each other where are the friends is this friend post-marriage post our relationship or before our relationship um before that person was started before we start this relationship you were in for you were your own person right so you had friends before we start going out or making this relationship official mm-hmm. so i am not the type of person that would stop someone from being friend or stop my partner from being friend with the opposite sex, um, because you you were you before before us. I'm gonna but, trust you. But now we're one, so you're not. I, I, you. I understand. <laughs> right, as my partner, we all yes. As my partner, we are one, but you still your own person. Um, and I want to be able to give you the ability and the opportunity to know what is right and what is wrong, what is a no no, and what is okay. And if I trust and believe that you have, you know, good sense um, and, and you know how far things are supposed to not go, then I'm totally fine with that. I guess there are caveats to it, right? But generally, I am not concerned because I have to be honest. The first thing I thought about when I'm like, he ain't going nowhere. I'm a queen. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> However... We can think highly of ourselves. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, the person and the person could be completely trustworthy. I know, and I've heard like people say, I'm not worried about my partner. I'm worried about the other people. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can't stop our partners from being friends with other people. And I think there are people I've heard who say, oh, my man doesn't have any female friends. And I'm like, I, I want them to end the sentence with that I know about because- right. If you think for a second (laughs) that this guy, and I I think it's unhealthy also to not have friends of the opposite sex. It's like, you know, I think Michelle said at the beginning of the relationship, that person probably came in with their friends. Right. And I've heard people be like, well, he can't be friends with whoever anymore. Well, yeah, I'm not doing that. But, you know, you're not going to be on the phone two and three hours either. Because then you're saying that it's a different sort of relationship than if it's so intimate. You have to know your boundaries because even though you feel mm-hmm. like this person is responsible, you have there's no, number one there's respect. Oh yeah. Okay, because it, the same treatment you want me to give you, you have to give me. If you don't want me to be on the phone talking to someone that's that's opposite sex, sex for hours at a time, then I you should expect the same with yourself. It's all about boundaries, and I'm not saying you can't 
socialize with that person that you used to talk to before or be friends with before for us no mm-hmm. you can still be friends with that person but you know sometimes you may have to switch up how you were sometimes a person can be friends with someone and because they're friends they don't mind sleeping in the same bed oh see uh uh-uh. <laughs> you know they don't mind <laughs> part of boundaries <laughs> you're not gonna do that while we're together because you know even though that was your friend and you guys are comfortable doing that I'm not going to allow it. You can still be cool with that person, but... There is another thing that, to add to what Augustine stated earlier, not worry about your partner being weak with um, someone else. And my point of view, I feel like um, if, if it happens, it's because you allow it to happen. Right. But see, I didn't think about people sleeping in the same bed as friends, because to me, that's, you know, it's a little bit more... I was thinking friends being strictly platonic. Exactly. And mm-hmm. see, that's, you know? uh, that's too yeah. far. Yeah. I'm thinking of yeah. friendship as somebody I can go out with. We can share stories, ideas, or whatever. Right. But I think mm-hmm. as, if you're sleeping in the same bed together, you clearly have crossed every any boundary that could have ever <laughs> been written. It, it, I've seen it a couple of times. Like, you know, you're watching stories on, on Instagram. Oh, this is my friend. and But y'all in the same bed. You, you, you <laughs> that's that's the this is my <laughs> My homeboy. <laughs> That's not yeah. really a friend, regular platonic friend. But some okay. people might think that, though. And I think that's where Tuan said the boundary part. People need to have the respect for your new relationship. Right. Exactly. And how to proceed with that old relationship. You could have been like two platonic people. You know, I'm going to take a nap on your bed or whatever before that. Now it's just like, eh, we're we're still cool, but there are things that we just need to respect. What do, what would you do if you came home and your man is laying with some girl and he's like, oh, yeah, that's my home girl, you know. <laughs> yeah. Somebody better call 911 because I might choose violence. But <laughs> all right. So let's move on to our third question. Are you willing to compromise your happiness for a successful relationship? That's a negative. I'm going to guess my definition of a successful relationship is different because I think it would include for me happiness, me being happy. (laughs) So for me, that whole thing is thrown out the window, calling it a successful relationship without my happiness being a part of it. I agree with his man on that because those two things work hand in hand. And I don't see how successful that can be without us being happy or me being happy as a person i agree in every relationship you have compromise right but there's a level of compromise like if you're compromising everything and let's say this person's making no compromises and you are pretty much compromised to the point of misery that's not happiness clearly but there are some people who think that in a relationship or to keep someone it needs to be all about that other person and they're clearly unhappy in the relationship but as long as they're together and they have that person and it might look good or whatever they somehow think that it's okay to remain in that relationship what advice would you have for someone like that it's not it's, you need to yeah. find yourself you need to find yourself and love yourself and know how to put yourself first before you can let somebody else in so it's not okay i think it's more not a compromise once you start self-sacrificing, there's a difference between compromising and Mm self-sacrificing. When it becomes no longer you're in the background of the relationship or, and then you're disappearing, it's no longer a compromise kind of thing. Cause compromise, you're telling me, it sounds like a give and take. Mm -hmm. And when you're just giving and there's no receiving, then there's it more of a self sacrificing and how much of yourself can you give without getting it replenished back mm-hmm. you better say that <laughs> okay so let's go on to the next question should you split the bills 50 50 if one partner makes more than the other growing up as um patient and having Haitian parents they always make it seems like it's a men thing right. to carry everything um but in this age day and age right um things are different um and we have to kind of change you know give a little bit of Haitian with a little bit of American you know or whatever the other person nationality 
for you to be able to meet them halfway, even if we are two Haitian and a, as a couple living in this country have changed many ways that we do things, right? So I do believe that if um, for whatever reason my partner is making more money than I am, it's not about 50-50 anymore. It's about what would make sense for you to take over where I won't have to meet you halfway. And then I think it's also for each household to do what's best for them. I think it varies on the household. Um, me, for the most part, I agree with the Haitian culture. You know, um, the man should, if you know, try to hold down most of the bills and do what he can. But, you know, once again, it depends on your household and what you agree to. Follow The Happy Room on Instagram at Real Life Chic and on the web, visit reallifechic.com. Our next question is, should couples live together before marriage? I got married pretty young and it's because my parents find out that we were living together. Um, <laughs> so um, I really truly believe that it's, it's a need for you to cohabitate with someone um, before you make it official into the whole marriage thing. Because there is a lot that you won't know, um, just boyfriend and girlfriend, and you go, everybody go their separate ways at the end of the day and not sure, do I get on your nerve because I'm too, you know, lovable? Do I get on your nerve because I'm in your space? I need to know. So I truly believe that I mean, it's against our, well, the Haitian culture, for sure. But it's needed. It's needed. That's um, my perception. I'm on the fence with, you know, I, I agree with living with them before. I agree with not living with them before because you don't want them to be, you know, so mm -hmm. used to you. What is it that they say? You play, play house. Play, play house. house. Right. <laughs> so you don't want to play house and then they don't ever want to put a ring on it because they already have have everything there. Like it's like, what's the reason? I agree with her with what she said with Michelle. You also want to get to know that person and make sure you want to live with that person because certain things may turn you off when you're living with that person. Certain things may irritate you and you'll know that prior to getting married. I wouldn't move in probably until like, I know that we already have like a set date for the wedding. <laughs> for the wedding. <laughs> You're going to marry me. <laughs> I will wait. And then maybe like a couple of months before the wedding, we can see how it goes. And we want to know, we don't know if we want to do this for sure. Okay. Imagine, okay. imagine, um, Shantan, that you put all this money in, right? Because you start the, the whole wedding planning ahead of time, right? And mm -hmm. I spend all this money. And then and now we have money. to cancel the plan change. And it's yeah. like, okay, I wasted my money. So it's like, a, you know, you damn if you do, damn if you don't. Can I curse you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, depending on the relationship, I think Tritwan might have mentioned the time frame, right? Uh -huh. Like some people move in really just so they could split the bills. And right. that is crazy. So right. yes, it helps to be, to have someone that you can split the bills with. But at the same time, if you're moving in with somebody to split the bills, I think you might be playing yourself because if it gets to a point where you realize this relationship is a no-go, then <laughs> what happens then, right? Can you afford to live on your own? I just think you really need to know like whether or not you're on the road to, you know that you're going to get married with this person. Right. If you feel like, you know, if you have a perfect sense of, I'm comfortable with this person. This person cares about me. They love me. You've been through it. And now you're moving in as like a next step right. of your life leading to marriage. I get that. Then right. you can move in together because you know, like, this is the person that, you know, you can, you want to be with. And it, again, it may not work, but at least <laughs> not just moving in because well, I got to split these bills. Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Okay. So let's move on to our next question. What do you think about a woman approaching a man being the one who shoots the shot? Is it okay for women to shoot their shot first? Ladies. <laughs> I literally heard crickets. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't agree. 
I mean, that's just me. I'll I want to ask question. why. Oh, oh, I'm just, I don't know. You know that quote that's in the Bible that just says when a man finds a wife? It's just always stuck with me. I don't know why. But I don't see any harm in flirting. Like, you know? You, and that, that I would say that's shooting your shot, though. And I think the perception we have, I'm, um, if a woman comes up to a man it's just like you're asking the man for his hand of in marriage like what 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 would be wrong with a single individual if i was to see a man at a bar or whatever at a restaurant and i sent him a drink i just feel like i would probably be more interested in you than you are interested in me and i need you to be just as interested in me as I am in you. So if you come and you approach me and I already know that I like you, I'm going to, of course, it's change numbers or whatever the case may be. But I, you might take my number just because you might feel bad because I, I approached you as a woman and you don't want me to look bad or feel bad. So I don't know. That's just my take on it. I haven't been having dated in years, so I don't know. <laughs> years. I'm married, so I haven't been out in the dating field. <laughs> She's like, and I've heard people say that when a man finds a, a wife, but the woman is not like, oh my gosh, be my husband. So I send you a drink and I leave it at that. If you're interested, you pursue. Yeah. If you're not interested, we leave it alone. If I woke up to you, you said, I said hello or whatever and I give you my number and you don't call it's okay too because I believe men have feelings too so <laughs> I I think there's no harm to just say hey I'm interested and leave it at that you know every woman is and I, I think every woman is different because you have mm -hmm. some, you have some women that will go for what they want mm -hmm. and it's actually worked out in a lot of women's favor so I can't say you know what you shouldn't do but as for me i i don't see me i think i'm kind of not that person that's gonna go mm -hmm. and buy a drink and then get someone my number i don't think i'll do that i'll be too nerve-wracking um but augustine what's your take on it <laughs> i want to hear that you too michelle i <sighs> yeah so um <laughs> speak I'm listening. Go ahead. Okay. So if I'm interested in someone, and as Shatuan said, we're both like married people. So it's been a minute, right? But it's all right. Speak. <laughs> if I, I couldn't do it. And it's weird because I, people, when I say this to people, they, they sort of like, don't think it gels with my personality. Right. And as Tuan said, you know, people should do what works for them. Mm -hmm. I could not like my, my shooting my shot is so subtle and I've done it, but I just don't think anybody would ever catch it. Right. For me, if a guy doesn't attempt to talk to me first, nothing might ever come of it. Cause I think if you're interested in me, you should tell me because if I'm interested in you and you tell me, then I'll tell you, but <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to, um, I don't see me shooting my shot in a less than, in a more than subtle way, because it would be very subtle to me. Like it might be something like asking you about yourself. That's a little bit more in depth. That's just really me trying to, because I'm interested. And so I just want to know like, how far should my interests go? And I'm not very comfortable being like, I like you. Do you like me? I actually did that once. <laughs> <laughs> I did that once. And um, Shatuan's probably laughing because she knows this. <laughs> I did it. It didn't work out for me. It caused me a lot of heartache. And <laughs> oh, I will never do that again ever in life. And, you know, like, yeah, I, I, I had, I tried it. It didn't work out. <laughs> so the, anybody who would want to talk to me would have to literally spell it out for me. Cause I am just, it, I, I think I'm bright in many ways, but that is not one of my areas that where I shine. So, um, yeah, let's move on from me, please, because that question yet. I don't know why. <laughs> it took you back. Is it triggering something? Yeah, I think I had a little PTSD there. So, 
We're gonna move on. <laughs> Michelle. Well, for me, um, I, I've been there as well, Augustine. Like, I think I was maybe 11, 12, back school at, in Haiti. Oh. And then I did, I did, I did bring it up to, uh, to uh, someone that wasn't in the same class as me. And it wasn't a bad thing, but it's just like the, the shocking and the shock in their face. Um, when you when I said it, like the I like you, do you like me? Stop type of thing that happened to me as well. But right now, right now, I would be like, I don't like being rejected. So I have beautiful eyes, ladies. So I may look at you in a way, like you know, letting you know that it's okay to approach me, but I won't be the one, the first one to say something. And that's what I mean by flirting, like that in your eyes. Yes, you know, I have beautiful big eyes, so I can just, you know, the way that I look at you may feel like, okay, I can approach her, right? For me to send the drink, and then you're looking at me like I'm crazy, kind of. No, we're definitely family, Michelle. (laughs) In my my brain, I'm literally sending. I'm like, I think I'm sending. It's like when I try to smile, and I think I'm smiling. I take a picture, and I look like I'm super mean, and I have to be like, I could have sworn I was smiling in that photo. I'll try to send my vibes. <laughs> like, okay, look, I like you. Say something. Honestly, look, if you don't say anything, that tells me, well, you don't really like me like that. If you like me, you're going to say it to me. And if you don't say mm-hmm. the words like, Augustine, I like you. I'm feeling you. Like, what's up? That tells me you have zero interest. I don't like rejection. So I haven't really, I, I no, I'll confess Although I do not like rejection, there's a part of me that says you do with it after I tell you. That's a part for me, how I see the pursuing part. You are aware of my availability because I've had I've called a guy and like, listen, I don't want anything from you. I'm actually I'm aware that you have a girlfriend. You're in a relationship. And I just want to let you know that I like you. That was it. That was the basic of it. I found out they didn't have a girlfriend or whatever. I left it at that. You do with that information what you want to. (laughs) I like that. What is strange about the whole thing is sitting in my (laughs) does he like me (laughs) kind of thing? Do we buy? Are you feeling me? kind of thing it doesn't work for me if i had my squad with me and encouragement i would be the one i can see myself sending something but the rejection part i think i work it out in my head like mm, it is what it is and we'll move on and the funny thing when you said that is made about having your squad with you i'm an excellent matchmaker and i have i've approached men for other people right other women and i'm good at it i'm really good at yeah. it but I'm just not doing it for myself and you know what the thing is I is I as we're saying this one of the things that strikes me is that we do you know leave it up to the men to do that so think about the level of rejection they face they always have to be the ones to approach a woman and have and hear no all the time that really might suck for them but I'm still not doing it (laughs) so we're gonna move on to our next question should your ideal mate meet every criteria on your checklist and if not what are some non-negotiables i think a checklist is just it's unnecessary but say it i was waiting for you to say that (laughs) but i i think when it comes to a checklist when it comes to how they treat you and how you want to be treated then yes that they need to check every box because there's no negotiating there because if you want a person to treat you right and treat you like the queen you are, then you shouldn't have to accept less. But if you your checklist includes like looks, I know people with a checklist in it. These are some of the criteria. You know, he has to have this certain look to him. And it, I just feel like that's too much. You're putting too much emphasis on, on it. You're gonna pass the person who's not really out there for you because of your checklist. What are things for you ladies that a man must absolutely have? I am a ambitious person. I always want more when it comes to my career. Um, I really need you to have some drive. Okay. Like, because 
I can't be at, at a 10 and you like, I have to pull you, you eventually going to pull me back down. Mm-hmm. So I need you to have the drive. And I don't know, I have a thing for teeth. You have to have perfect teeth. Y'all, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's yeah. a check. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's not your smile. That's the first thing. Um, so I have a thing for teeth, but definitely the drive because I know how I am when it comes to my um, career and how far I want to go. And I want you to meet me there as well. For me, uh, you have to be... I. I think your faith base has to be there. There's that. I think there's a difference between checklists and Michelle, I'm coming for you, but not really coming for you. Cause I've learned you could, you could take a brother to, to a dentist and get that teeth. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> On a good brother. I'm telling you, I've been taught that by two married couples. <laughs> that take them. There are things that, you know, that's going to fade and I think that's what Tuan was saying there are things that's just could change and there are things for me that can't change personality you can't change that you come as you are and I can't change I can't make you a different person so your faith base has to be there for me that's a that's a non-negotiable for me and then you have to be a family person because I am that person yeah, family is big to me and you just have to those two things are non-negotiable and then you come with a brain right yeah I agree with it's me all of those things are very important especially the faith I just couldn't see it any other way for me it's passion right I'm a very passionate person and so I want someone who's equally passionate and we don't have to be passionate about the exact same thing. Same thing, right. <laughs> so do you think that falls in with what Michelle was saying about ambition? Is that the yes. same? Yes, and, and you know what, when she, when she was saying that, I agreed, but I think, for me, it's a little bit different, right? I think if you're passionate, if you're a passionate person, it just permeates through everything you do. And I agree with faith as well, although that wasn't what I was initially had as my second non-negotiable, but it definitely is something that's very important for me. What I'm thinking of is trust. Like I need to be able to fully trust or having that person be trustworthy, right? Trustworthiness doesn't necessarily mean you're doing everything I like, right? But to be able to stand in your truth for me, that's part of being trustworthy. So if you if you mess up, you make a mistake, or I do, or whatever, the ability not to make an excuse about it, but saying yes, I did this, and taking responsibility for the actions that you took, whether they they be good or bad. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Happy Room. Please follow, like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. Earlier, we were talking about, you know, would we let a man know if we were interested in him? This question asks, what are some ways a woman can let a man know that she's interested in him? What do you guys think? The look, like the way that I looked at someone, it will give you the okay. Or you, if you understand, first of all, because not all of them understand when you give them a, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it will be the look and then the smile. Because I know those two are my main thing. I have gorgeous eyes and gorgeous smile. So I know with that, I can do a lot. So <laughs> Michelle's like, I know what gifts God gave me. Right. I know. I know. I can do a lot and gain a lot. So those are my two, my two pointers. Is Maine or Twan? I mean, I haven't dated in a while. It's been but give us the secrets before. Um, I mean, you know, back in the day, I was all of that you know I was that <laughs> plus more <laughs> but um seriously I never really had to approach a guy but I feel like as a woman when you want what you want you can get it without having to say a word yeah. and if you if you're a woman and you know what I'm talking about then hey if you don't I really can't explain it because it's just your the way you 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 walk the way you may mm-hmm. smile at that person yeah. or you know you may glance, you could just glance at that person. If they sitting over there, you glance and you just the way you glance over at that person. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna pick up 
they should pick up the signals if they (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) the gift that god gave you what do you think his name um to use gifts that god gave me <laughs> i need to figure out the gifts because michelle done michelle said she know it's her eyes and her smile and she so. sure did i know i know my smile is there but i guess i it's a hidden secret <laughs> to myself <laughs> well it's man you can't smile with all the 32 showing it's just you know a little smirk you know a little a little yeah, one just a not, little bit not the not- thing <laughs> like I see you, you see me. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like Augustine. I don't know if my subtle hands or if I pick up when people that's <laughs> where the disconnect happened. Now it's a matter of me going not see. I see you, you see me. Not the whole 32, right, Michelle? Right, it's just, not the whole 32. I think I'm a pretty good pickup artist for other people. So I'm going to say, <laughs> again, we're going to preface this by clearly I'm not going to be doing this for myself, but I feel brave enough to look for other people. Um, but I think, you know, going up to a guy and just saying hi, just something as simple as that, right? It depends on where you are, right? So let's say you, you want to date somebody who's at a grocery store. Clearly, he's not wearing a ring. You know, you got to scan first, make sure he's not taken by some other room mm-hmm. that you can visually see. Pretend like you need his help or something, right? <laughs> right. Right. So you could just be like, oh, could you grab that for me? You know, that's one way just to start talking to someone. And mm-hmm. you can ask them questions and let's take a look at what's in their cart. He could and start making a conversation, you. right? Yeah. yeah, you just want to start, have a conversation starter. Use your environment wisely, whatever. Right. Right. To shoot your shot. Right. Yes. Yeah, if you're at church, maybe you're interested in a little bit more Bible study. Oh my. Girl, you gotta be careful with that one. Mm. Okay. It's a matter of how do you start this relationship off some sort of way? Because I think it would suck if you meet somebody and you're like, oh, I'm attracted to this person. You know, you're highly single and you're looking. Why would you keep moving and not talking to them? This is not for me. This is for other people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is how you would do it. So, um, Ismael, how is it dating these days? Do guys really, like, approach women or? Because I'm coming from that age where the shift to online has happened and that's where you're meeting people versus, like, the in-person. And my in-person environment is not allowing me to meet different people. Overall, the people that I've had the interaction online were not. mm. So when you were traveling, did you not meet different people? When I was doing the cruises before pandemic time, mm-hmm. it, people are trying to hook up. Oh, I'll, I might be one of those people. I'm going to find what I'm interested in and be doing something that I'm interested in. And that's where I would meet somebody, someone. Well, this leads us to question number nine. Oh, um, it seems like guys aren't trying to commit these days. Why do you think this is? Michelle, you want to tackle that one first? Based on stories that I've heard from friends that are dating or friends that are that were dating and now single, if we are in a higher level than them, they seems to be a little bit like, okay, I'm not. Mm. I should be the one either making the most money or having that successful career. So that's based on what I've heard from friends, right? Men's like to be the one dominating the situation or dominating the relationship. So when they feel like they're meeting females that are well put together and lately, urban women and Black women, we are doing us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they feel like I can't meet that person half or feel intimidated by what we have accomplished, they kind of like take a couple step back because they feel like okay, I can't compete with that one. She is too far up for me. I heard um, I heard that a lot as well. I heard that. Yeah. So I think um that's a a big thing now. Like they instead of, you know what, I I, I wanna know. On what you have done to get there I'm interested to get to know you more instead of being like well I can't dominate this relationship then I'm going to walk away Mm -hmm. I've heard that a lot 
one of the things I've heard is that because of social media and the internet, men think they have way more options than they do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they think that they can get better women, mm-hmm. right? Than mm-hmm. they can. And I and I hesitate to say better because to me that's so disrespectful. It is. Um, but this is an idea that some men have. They really think they can get, you know, women that they are not going to get. And so they're putting other women on hold that are in their lives for the women mm-hmm. that are the fantasy the women. Of that, right. I think it's both what you said and what Michelle said. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about that, though? Like, what do you think about that whole phenomenon of men not committing then because they think they can get somebody else? I think it's, it's sad. I think they feel like these guys, they don't have anything to offer them besides, I mean, it's like you give them a chance and then they let them down. You know, I see it a lot. I see people write about it a lot on Twitter. Back to what she was saying, you know, um, I've heard that too. It's like they're intimidated by women. And a lot of times the women that are succeeding, I'm so happy a lot of our black women are succeeding and, you know, they're, they're really taking over. Like we have a lot of women that's, you know, they're college graduates and they're making six figures. And then you have some that's entrepreneurs and they're making millions. So my hat goes off to all the black women, but you know, sometimes you have to learn how to humble yourself because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a man wants to lead mm-hmm. rather we like it or not. So you got to get them some type of leeway, even if, you know, you feel like you, you're making more money or whatever the case may be. You don't have to throw it in that person's face or, or make it seem like you're better than that person because you're making this amount of money or you have this degree or this position. Some people tend to lead with what they make or how much they make, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been married a, a, a long, well, I've been with my husband for a very long time. We were both broke. Well, I don't know if we can say we were both broke. I was a broke college student. <laughs> <laughs> I was a broke college student when we met. Um, so, you know, when you're young and you're dating, money's not necessarily an op, like a, an right. issue, right? But I just think that, you know, whoever you are, however much you make, that's how much you make. But present with who you are as a person. Person, right. Because, not your pockets. Yeah. The reason why I, I brought that up is because when it gets to the point where the relationship got a little bit serious, where we're talking about finances, we can't be uncomfortable to talk about it because of the amount. Yes, I, I totally agree, a thousand percent agree on that shouldn't be the beginning of the conversation. But when it gets to be like years into a relationship and then now we're talking about finances and we're not comfortable, that's what I've heard. Men these days, they're just not comfortable, especially if the woman is um, leading in that sense, which is not throwing it in their face is just like, well, I'm the man and I should have dot, dot, dot. And it's like, no, how can we still be together and not let that get in the way? I think that's hard. It's very different now. I think that would be so problematic if, you know, we've, we've been together for a long time and now, because again, it can always switch who's making more at any given time, right? Right. I think it's important to be completely open financially because money is there are people who I know that money is such a huge thing in their relationship, not just a huge thing because we need the money to pay our bills and this and that, but um, the money is a very important factor. And I always think about how, just like your health, if you don't have generational wealth, let's say, right, you have a great paying job and you make a lot of money. What would happen if you cease to have that income? It has to be about more than money. And the money should be something that benefits the family, not something, not a reason for the family being together or not a reason for people being together with one another. Because what if you found your perfect mate, but he would get paid significantly more less, or if he had a job that wasn't the most sought after job, you know, what do you guys think about that? They want you to have it now. You got to have it now. So I don't think, that will be an op- option for a lot of women these days. They probably would not date someone who had who makes less. Me and you, when we first I met our guys, you know, we grew together. So we were young, mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. You know, as we got older, our income increased together. So it's kind of different now. Like, and I can understand if you're like an older woman, you would not probably want someone who doesn't make as much as you, because it's like, why aren't you 
I'm, that's a whole nother topic. I'm not. I'm uh, you not. can say it at your age. Why aren't you in a much better place? That is the truth. Like it's different. And I, and I would agree with Juan saying that, you know, then and now, and I wouldn't even say instantaneously, you need to come ready, but it's just like the stages of life is different. Mm-hmm. And I can totally understand a 24 year old or someone younger than me who's not in their 40s or whatever wanting to, okay, date someone who's an aspiring artist or whatever. Right. At 40, right. do not tell me that's where the dream is. And at 40, you can't tell me, tell me you're still trying to rap. <laughs> Please do not. The years that I have before, I don't have that now. <laughs> to take on projects I yeah, don't do projects I don't do projects period nobody's saying you have to have 40 acres and a mule but you have to come with something well ladies we are on to question number 10 is it okay for your mate to make new friends of the opposite sex what are you lacking? What are you looking for new friends? Mm-hmm. Now it's going back to what my daddy, the Haitian man, told me at my age. Friend for what? Hmm. At your age. What are you collecting new friends for? So is it okay to have the old friends, whoever they may be, prior to the relationship, but then after the relationship you know, has been established, there's no new friends? We're making the friendships together. Mm-hmm. We definitely are. I think there are family friends and then there are, you know, there are your friends, just like that budgeting thing. There's the collective and then there's the individual. And it's not to tell people you can't be yourself. It's just like, what are you searching for? What is that new friendship? Typically people are not developing new friendships. There's a danger in it for me, for you to try to introduce new people into your relationship for the people I've seen in relationships, such as marriages, because other people have entered the relationship and stayed in the relationship without the partner. Like in my marriage, like my husband might meet someone, but he always tried to include me. If mm-hmm. by bringing me up, totally push, rub the person the wrong way, then he's like, nah, I'm good. I agree with Ismaine on the let, let's make friends together because I met people um, throughout my career and yes they end up being friends where I they end up getting introduced to my husband I got introduced to their wife and now we like right. we do couple things together right mm-hmm. um so I think if it's not including the other then that's when it becomes a problem you are listening to the happy room by reallifesheet.com Stay tuned and let's talk. Our second to last question for the evening is, is it possible to love more than one person at a time? Like opposite <laughs> people, opposite sex people? Girl, you know what that means. Um, okay. You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do this. I'm going to save that question for last because it's a good one. Um, they're all good, but I, you know, I'm, gonna let you guys marinate on that and um before i'm gonna break the rules a little bit and then pick up our second to last question instead of using that one so okay so here is the question when was the last time you had an in-depth conversation with your partner even if you're not in a relationship currently what is the value of this type of communication i feel like all of my conversations are in depth because i like to talk when it comes to him He's going to hear me. I don't care if he's listening or not. I'm going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a conversation. He talks to me most of the time because he, I'm one of the people he can open up to a lot about a lot of stuff. So I can team up with you, Shaquan. I am very talkative. And we. it usually happens when we're in the car by ourselves because in the house, it's very hard with two young children so when we in the car are we just taking a ride just the two of us Mm -hmm. we find ourselves having some really really deep conversations is main i know that you're the single one of us even if you're not in a relationship what do you think is the value of having these in-depth conversations with your partner it's it's you're connecting 
-hmm. I like to connect with people on a deeper level. When we're connecting, the conversations are going deeper. So for me, when I want to connect with others, I have those deeper connections. And we all we all know that communication is key in any relationship. So I agree with you guys. And I um, recently, my husband and I went on vacation together without our kids for the very first time. And it was so necessary because I think when you are married and you have kids, you can sometimes lose the relationship aspect of mm -hmm. just the two of you. And mm -hmm. if you are spending so much time not really giving attention to the relationship, it could be detrimental. And so making time for conversations, like Chetuan said, is so, it's so important to be able to communicate to, with your partner all the time. And, mm -hmm. you know, Michelle as well stated how you guys have these conversations in the car and stuff like that. Absolutely. Those conversations are key. It is. That's true. So we have reached our 12th question in our last question of the night, which clearly, you know, if, as you guys are listening, I hope you understand this is a game that you can play with your friends, with your partner, you know, when you're trying to build relationships, getting to know people better, right? We call it 21 questions. We probably have asked beyond that, even though we're supposed to be doing 12 today, because, you know, you're going to have questions as a follow-up question and that lead you into another conversation and then you sort of find your way back to it. So that being said, we have reached our last question of the evening. And that question is, is it possible to love more than one person at a time? Ladies? I can be wrong, but I don't think it's possible. I think it's, you probably love one person and the other is lust. That's lust. Because you can't, I mean, I, I don't have it in me to love more than one person. So I can't speak for everyone else. But if I love you, I love you. And I'm going to show you that I love you. I don't have time to show nobody else that I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. It would be lust if you're like dealing with someone else. That's like what the side dude, side chick. Don't burn me. Don't throw me away. But I think you can. Now, what does that mean? I think the way you care for them will differ. Go ahead, the way you, it down for me because I need the to. Way, the way you care for them will differ. Like you'll say, I've been in love before, but you no longer care for that person the same way that you, you're caring for your current person. Or you could define it as us, whatever it is. But if I'm saying that I, I love someone, I loved you. And that's, that's real. But mm -hmm. for me, the way that I care for you is different now. I still love you, but how I care for you is different. I'm not going out of my way to be there for you as it was before. So how I invest in that relationship looks different. That's like the song with Jasmine Sullivan when she says she in love with another man. You oh, that song? I, I need to go and look it up. I don't think we're talking about the same thing because... <laughs> I'm not saying someone will be the side dude or the side person. It's mm -hmm. just, I care for both people, but my love is going to be shown to the person that I, I'm actively loving. So you've been in love with another man? I will say I can love two people. <laughs> I, I believe that I can. I, I can say my heart was once, you know, there, but it's not invested as it used to be i can meet both of you guys halfway <laughs> there is different level of love the way that i love my husband or significant other out he's the only one that i love to that to that extent right mm -hmm. um but yes i can love someone else like um Ismaine was saying, but it will not be the same way. I mm -hmm. love you because I care about you. I have um, male friends. I care about you, but it's not going to be to the same. Because it's draining. It's draining for me to say, okay, I'm in love with two people, right? The same way. That's too much taken out the of me as a person. Asking, right? No, there is different. No, but there is different level of love. Yeah, I, I say in love know, with me, two people. What I was saying was there is different level of loving someone. And my husband and I, I love him with my whole being. But I can still love my friend or a male friend by caring for them 
um, like Ismain was saying, but okay. it's not gonna so be. Can you, Ismain? Can you the love she has for her husband? She just explained it, right? So can you love another man at that same level? That is what I said. It it wouldn't take place because you're caring for two different people differently. Augustine, repeat the question. Okay, so the question. <laughs> yeah, so you're being but at the same time. Yeah, it's not just loving people. And I hear what you guys are saying. It's more of one is platonic and one is romantic, right? And I think the level in which you take the romance is what I was saying. But this is what I'm saying. I'm saying it is it is romantic. Can you romantically love two, two people, people at the, at same, the time? same time? Because if you can't, you're a player, baby, and I can't do it. <laughs> And I just give you your props, honey. I'm not hating. I'm no player. I got it. I got it. Some people are involved with multiple people, right? Like polyamory, for one. Like initially, when I first learned about what polyamory was, this is of course after coming to New York because I had no idea about this in Florida. But um, when I learned about polyamory, I had it. It took me a second to kind of wrap my head around it because it's the idea that you can be in a relationship with more than one person. But the thing about polyamorous people, they're not trying to hide it. Everybody is aware, right? And of course we know like, you know, there are people who have like secret families. Right. There's, this happens all over the world. There are people who have, you know, the one man with all the sister wives and all that kind of stuff. So we know like- Do you think the guy with the sister wives, do you think he loved all of them equally? Those things that I've seen on television, me it looked too. to me like a beneficial relationship, not necessarily romantic. I could not be that woman that's sharing a man. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't well, do get you think it. it's possible to be in love with two people, like on the same Tuan, I, I don't. I, I don't have that energy to give yeah, that kind of level of romance to two people at the same time. So what about you, Augustine? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do this to me? <laughs> because now you have me interested in this question. I don't know if that re- I never had had any encountered anyone who loved two people at the same time. I don't think. But I think it is possible to love two people mm-hmm. at once. You think one. so? I yeah. I didn't used to think that, but I do now. Okay. Like I think it's possible to love two people at the same time, but then there are caveats to it. So like, mm-hmm. you know, as Maine was saying before, like you can love two people and, you know, one of them might be somebody that you can't be with or you don't want to be with and it's, it wouldn't work out sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you love that person and if everything worked right, maybe it would work out. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't necessarily know for sure, but mm-hmm. I do think, you know, as humans, we do have the capability of loving more than one person. But I do think, you know, we, we move on from relationships because they don't work. And so we encounter somebody else. And, you know, if that works and we're with that person, but it doesn't necessarily mean you don't love the other person. I guess maybe it's the in love aspect that would change. But if so many other things are possible, why would that be an impossibility? Right. right. That mean that you, that mean that person would have, that's a whole nother, we, we can stay on this subject for ever because now I'm really thinking. I do know someone that is in a relationship like that and she shared that I was like, it was mind blowing, but yeah, the husband know about it and doing his thing and she knows about it and she doing her thing and they reconvene and they okay with it as but there are some boundaries or some things that they wouldn't allow as far as where their their home where their children are um certain level of respect that needs to be um followed but i mean it it, it's real so augustine it's your job to find someone who can love with All right. at the same time for the next episode, okay? Well, listen, next season. Next season. 
I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm interested. I'm very intrigued because the one, the one couple I saw um, at the red table, it was just the two ladies and the guy. You grew up thinking, well, if you're not with me, if we're, if, you no, know, if you're with me and you're with somebody else, that's cheating, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the element of people being aware, there's no hidden anything, but it, it's real and it's like committed relationships that just do not flow in the same monogamous way that we would think of. And I, yeah, I, I think that's something to look at for season two of The Happy Room. So yes, you definitely. Make, you tune in. I'm going to recruit some people for you too. Yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> ladies, it's been real. Thank you so much for, you know, coming on with me for our last episode of the season. And it feels really good to chop it up with my homegirls for the very last episode. And um, again, thank you for joining us for the Happy Room. And thank you for rocking with me this entire season and all of our guests. Um, If you haven't caught up yet and you've missed a few episodes, please go back and listen. And we'll catch you on the next season. So Chatuan, Ismaine, and Michelle, thank you so much for joining me tonight. I thank you so much for joining me in the happy room. I would love to hear what you think about this podcast or this episode. So go to anchor.fm forward slash the happy room and leave me a message. It may be featured on a future episode.